and welcome to Social Anxiety Majors. Liam, when you have to go to your old high school to listen to a talk, how fast do you talk to people? And more importantly, where do you start sweating? Tom, one time I went to get ice cream after work and saw three girls from my school and walked around a long block in Georgetown to avoid talking to them and they chased after me and I literally ran from people I knew. So if that answers your question regarding social anxiety, I don't know what will. That's impressive. Do you want to know what my glands do when they get skittish? Tom, tell me about your glands. So when I get really nervous, don't look at my butt. Don't I <laughs> listen. Listen, I know it's really hard not to. Are you Eddie Murphy? that. But um, if you were to look at my butt when I get really, really nervous, you will notice a slight patch of sweat on my pants, which is why typically if I'm going to a social outing, I will wear something darker like jeans or maybe maybe some green denims. You know, before we were recording, uh, Tom goes, I have an opening all planned up. And I was like, great. And I thought, good, I, I, you know, I get to kind of turn my brain off and just ride this ride. And um, I don't know, I'm sorry, I'm kind of sorry I did. I feel like one of the kids in the Wonka boat. Good referencing. Welcome to <laughs> Media Majors Podcast, A Way of Life, A Cult. I'm Liam Sr. I like and tell stories regarding the show business of movies and television, baby. And I'm Thomas Lockney, and I talk about video games and internet culture. And we try to fucking, we try to blow each other's minds and yeah. one-up each other on this beautiful, wonderful program called Media Majors, a podcast about major media. Liam, start us off this week. Okay. Hey, Tom. Hey, Liam. Hey, guys. Listen to this. What you just heard was the Wilhelm scream. Essentially, Classic. the most famous sound effect maybe ever. Yeah. Uh, so today, we are going to talk about that scream. Ah! I because I've always wanted to know the history, and I know it's is it it's from a western, isn't it? I don't mean to spoil anything. In 1951, the Warner Brothers film *Distant Drums*, directed by Raoul Walsh, starring Gary Cooper. I like its sequel, *Near Drums*. Hey man, I tried to. <laughs> I try to, like, do an interesting program. I'd like it if you kept that shit at the door. <laughs> I'm going to count to two, and I'm just going to keep barreling through. And I'll, you let me know if you want to come on me with this ride. Liam, you know I'm a fan of coming on you. Got a little top, got a little top cut at the end of it, I'll admit. So it's about Captain Quincy Wyatt, who leads a, a group of soldiers to stop some Native Americans from threatening settlers in the early 19th century Florida. Ugh, what a terrible place to end up. And during a scene in which soldiers are wading through the swamp in the Everglades, one of them is bitten and dragged underwater by an alligator. Ugh. As is usually the case with the making of a movie, the scream for that character would be recorded later. ADR. Additional dialogue replacement? Uh, recording. Recording. That's um, correct. Uh, there is a video making the rounds right now of Hugh Jackman doing the ADR for Logan, and it's very fun. So that's basically, you know, what what uh, what they're doing. Um, so six short pain screams were recorded in a single take, which slated, which was slated, "Man getting bit by alligator and he screams." <laughs> uh, 
So the fifth scream was used for the soldier, but the fourth, fifth, and sixth screams were recorded that were recorded in session were used in earlier films. One after another during a rapid fire raid on a fort. God damn. After distant drums, the recordings were archived into the studio sound effects library and were reused in many Warner Brothers productions. In The Charge at Feather River, man, movie titles just don't have these names anymore. No. They're this missing that, that pizzazz. Yeah, this one would have been called, like, River or Feather. River Retribution. Yeah. The scream is heard when a soldier named Private Wilhelm, played by Ralph Bo- Brooke, gets shot in the leg by an arrow. I used to be a uh, cowboy, but then I, you know. Took a bullet to the knee. Yeah. Uh, from everyone's favorite game, Mario Party 4, in Koopa's soiree board, which is the best board out of all of them. So... <laughs> Private Wilhelm gets shot in the leg, and after that, that's what the scream is called. The Wilhelm Scream, uh, named after that private. Even though it wasn't even recorded for that movie, it's really a recording of a guy getting bitten in the leg by an alligator. Bummer. Ah! Wait, okay. Let's each do our best Wilhelm Scream. I mean, that was mine. I've been listening to it all Ah! day. That was pretty good. Thank you. You're welcome. Up until the mid-70s. The scream recorded was used exclusively in Warner Bros. pictures, including Them. Hey, Tom, what do you think Them is about? Uh, I know exactly what it's about. It's about giant ants, motherfucker. I've played Fallout before. Get, come come get me. Uh, come at me. Fun fact, at one point, Edgar Wright was attached to make a uh, remake of Them. Oh, and that would have been, been awesome. It was also used in Land of the Pharaohs, The Sea Chase, Sergeant Rutledge, one of my favorite movies ever made, PT-109, and The Green Berets. Hmm. Uh, it's even heard twice in A Star is Born. Be- one of the times because a scene from Charge of Feather River is playing in a room. Wait, are you serious? Yeah, so it's a scream That's within a fucking scream. great. In Screamshin. Yeah. Um, so one person who noticed the same... Hold on. One person who noticed the same distinctive scream reoccurring in so many movies was sound effects fan Ben Burt. Ben and his friends in the cinema department at USC, Rick Mitchell and Richard Anderson. Fun fact, all three of them would go on to work with Steven Spielberg and George Lucas, because <laughs> USC in the 70s. It must have been nice to go to that school in the call in the 70s and been like, oh, good, I'm set. <laughs> yeah, I can just stumble into success. There yeah. you go. Um, they noticed the screen popping up in a lot of movies, and so they used it in one of their college films uh, called The Scarlet Blade. Ooh. So around this time, a young tent, uh, Ben Burt was the sound effects guy for George Lucas's a little movie by a little guy named George Lucas called, um, I might be saying this wrong, Star Wars? Never Star heard of it. Wars? I don't know. So he was the sound guy, uh, sound effect guy on Star Wars, and he decided that he wanted to put the Wilhelm scream in Star Wars. It was too good for him to pass up. Uh, and so in a scene, I think early on, in which a stormtrooper is blasted with a ray gun, a distinct, yeah. ah, is heard. Ah! And after that, it became a pop culture phenomenon. It was in Raiders of the Lost Ark, Temple of Doom, American Graffiti. Uh, oh, sorry, more American Graffiti. I didn't like American Graffiti, so I imagine I'm not going to like more American Graffiti. I like I like the British Graffiti, the movie about Banksy. Ugh, come on, man. <laughs> I'm bringing my I'm bringing my F game A game tonight. It's like it's like I'm hosting an award show with Kathy Griffin. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Ben's friend Richard Anderson was the guy on Raiders of the Lost Ark, so we put it into that movie, 
And then, hey, then he put it into Poltergeist. He put in Batman Returns. He put it in Planet of the Apes Remake. He put it in Madagascar. And he put it in maybe the most important movie of all time, Agent Cody Banks. Liam? Yeah, it's an amazing movie. I love Agent Cody Banks. I actually know it. Maybe I wouldn't. I haven't seen it since I was a kid, so maybe this is one of those things. I watched it recently, and while Big Fat Liar is much better, Agent Cody Banks isn't terrible, and it does have a great uh, little character performance by Keith David. Uh, It's used in uh, Toy Story, Hercules, Pirates of the Caribbean, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, A Goofy Movie, The Fifth Element, The Majestic, Just Visiting, A Man Apart, Tears of the Sun, Gremlins 2, The Second Civil War, Explorers, Looney Tunes, Back in Action, oh, Reservoir Dogs, Kill going, Bill, huh? Lord of the Rings, uh, The X-Files, Angels, Family Guy, Maverick, The Star Trek Adventure at Universal Studios, The Batman Adventure at Warner Brothers Movie World, Gold Dreams playing at Disney's California Adventures. Every single D- uh, Star Wars video game uses it. Wow. Um Liam is sweating right now. Sweating like I do when I go to my old high school. Social anxiety majors, everybody. Tying it back around. Um, in fact, Quentin Tarantino took a break in filming from Reservoir Dogs because Distant Drums was going to be on TV and they wanted to record it right from the source for the movie. That's some Quentin Tarantino right? ass shit. Right? Holy God. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that is some, that is some, I didn't go to film school, motherfucker. That is some <laughs> suit with Hawaiian shirt with the suit jacket oh, shit. Oh, God. Peter, when Peter Jackson found out he could use it, uh, he could use it in Lord of the Rings, he was said to be incredibly ecstatic. Even though it is the least orcish sounding scream so um although like a signature and classic scream takes four and six on the original recording are actually the more recognizable but they're all said to be uh the wilhelm scream uh what's really great is there is a movie over the hedge in over the hedge the guy who does the sound mixing was a huge fan of the scream and there's a scene where a bug gets zapped into a bug zapper so he just pitched the scream up and used it for that oh that's pretty good I, I actually like that. That's fun, isn't it? Yeah. Many fans of the Wilhelm scream have long wondered who originally performed the scream. Your mama. <sighs> oh, man. Y'all, I'm, I don't know what it is with me tonight. It's like I'm a clown trying to inflate this balloon, and you're some sinister six-year-old with a long, thin sword popping it at every turn deflating the only chance I have at making something of myself. <laughs> so yeah, no one has been attributed the scream. So Ben Burt decided to research it. He uh, got to visit Warner Brothers in between um, working on Star Wars films to gather more information. And he discovered a file for distant drums, which contained paperwork that was left over from the picture editor when the film was completed. One of the papers was a short list of names of actors who were scheduled to come in to perform various lines of dialogue for miscellaneous roles in the movie. After reviewing the names and even listening to their voices, one person seemed to be the most likely suspect, and his name is Sheb Woolley, a musician and character actor who appeared in a ton of westerns, but was most famous for the 1958 Purple People Eater song that spent six weeks at the number one chart and sold three million copies. I'm a purple paper eater, yeah. No. It's like a famous song. 
I, I've never heard it. How oh, does man. it go? Can you can you sing uh, me a few bars, Liam? I Hit can't. Me. I know the words. I can't get the tune off the top of my head. But hold on, Massage my YouTube app me is already golden, open. Golden pipes. And yeah, so there you go. It was that guy. That was fun. So it might be that guy. He was in a lot of Gary Cooper westerns. Gary Cooper was the lead in Distant Drums. And um, he was there for filming some of the voice takes, so it's most likely him. That's fascinating. His wife isn't sure, but is also almost positive because uh, he once mentioned something about uh, she she like noticed something in Hollywood, someone needing a scream for being bitten by an alligator, and that like rings a, a bell to her for some reason. So next time, next time you hear our favorite, ah, this is clipping the audio majors. Uh, next time you hear that scream, hey, lean to your friends. And and to show off your 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 expertise, go. This is the Shrub Wooler Sheb Wooly. Sheb Wooly. Sheb yeah. Wooly. Sheb Wooly. That's a good ass name. So Sheb Wooly, this one's for you. And that's the Wilhelm scream. That's that Liam. That's fascinating. What do you think of? Let's do this freewheeling discussion part of media majors. What do you think of movies that use the Wilhelm scream? Because sometimes it bugs me a little bit. Not not always. Well, here's my thing. Movies are always going to be about one thing and one thing only, and that's Making profit, some money. baby. Yeah, exactly. So you gotta. It's 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 one of these things that like life. You're born into a set of rules. You don't get to write them. You probably aren't going to change them, and it fucking sucks. So you just gotta roll with it. Much like a terrible band Oasis once said, uh, <laughs> a terrible band I've seen live in concert. They played wow. a cover of "I Am the Walrus" by another band. I think is terrible. Oh boy, that's a that's a that's a real uh, yuckadoo oubliette of British mediocrity. Anyways, <laughs> that being said, I you know I always think that you should make your own sound effects because that gives work for sound designers to to do their really incredible talent of sculpting sounds to make new sounds. It's a it's a skill that I think goes under recognized and a skill that I've always admired as a kid. I remember watching them do the sound design for The Incredibles and being completely taken away at how fun it looked. So, yeah, that's how I feel about it. Yeah. I mean, I guess, like, it makes sense. Like, you gave that Quentin Tarantino example, and he's, like, the asshole auteur. Um, oh, yeah. But it makes sense because he, like, his whole thing is just... I love movies. Yeah, I like film history and, and doing these audiovisual quotes of old movies. But it, but it bugs me when when I'm watching, oh god, like what what's an example like Clash Royale or Clash of the Titans or what the fuck? Well, no no no, like Clash Royale, a movie you invented that I want to know <laughs> everything about. Tell me what Clash Royale is about right now. They put a bunch of Who's well, they? I think it's a little bit like Percy Jackson and the Olympians because that draws from Greek mythology. So they put a, put a bunch of young, uh, horny demigods. On an island. Yeah, and they make each other uh, kill each other for blood sport using their god power. Actually, that would be kind of a cool movie. That's basically the Hunger Games, but without superpowers. Yeah. Anyways. 
Sometimes we go on some real crazy tangents on this show. Liam Sr. That's what they call me. What do you know about Twitch and Twitch streaming culture? Uh, I know that one time they made a Pokemon game happen. Okay. That's it. I don't really know a lot. I know it's a streaming, a video game streaming thing. Brian, posh hybrid <laughs> vignette. Yeah, guys. Hey, guys. Whoa, We're dude, talking that about name video was, games today. Oh, man. Is the story just on his name? No. One day, I'll I'll just have an entire story that's a list of all the dumb names of video game culture, and it will be the longest Media Majors episode to date. Uh, I'm going to call him Vignol. Let's call him Posh. Okay. Posh was a popular World of Tanks streamer and father of three based out of Virginia Beach. Okay. First question. World of Tanks? Is that a game about tanks in a world? It's an online game where you you play as a tank. I've played it a few times. I, have a, I know a guy who's obsessed with it. I think it's like the most inane bullshit, but... I'm also not super into that style of competitive gaming. So, to each their own. Yeah, guess so. Uh, his platform of choice was Twitch. Like we said, Twitch is a streaming pro or is a streaming outlet. It's a website where you can stream video game footage. Lots of people make a lot of money streaming. They will film themselves playing video games, so they'll have face cam in the corner. Uh, they'll have a following. You can subscribe for certain fee for certain benefits to certain channels if you pay the performers they'll take off certain clothes articles of clothing and you can get two-way video and then you're added in the mix and then there's maybe you throw like i don't know some cooking utensils involved get some well actually uh uh watching people eat is a subculture on twitch it's not just video games but Today, I'm going to be talking strictly about the video game culture. Well, I was just making a fun cam joke, but now I've learned something about Twitch that I wish I didn't know. Like any other streamer, Posh would engage in charity marathons, wherein uh, he would play a game or several games for long stretches of time, with the most common single-person format being 24 hours. So they'll have 24-hour marathon live streams where you just sit in a room. Playing play Mario Party games. 4, only Koopa's soiree board. I think it's a suave soiree. Is there any other kind of soiree, Liam? There really isn't. There are, however, other types of marathons that last longer and are structured around a revolving door of guests, as was the case for Waypoint's 72-hour launch stream, or anybody who is familiar with summer games done quick or awesome games done quick that's like a week-long live stream where they get a bunch of speedrunners to play a game and it's it's a revolving door yeah i have no jokes to make because it's it's a it's one of those subcultures where it's like yeah i don't really have anything against them on february 18th he began what was to be the last of a string of 24 hour streams to raise money for Make-A-Wish. Well, look at him. At around 3.30 a.m., 22 hours into his stream, Vignalt Posh went up to go for a smoke. Ooh. He never came back. What? Hold on a second. Is this a fucking whodunit? Viewers assumed he'd fallen asleep until the next day. A friend noticed him pop online on his Discord server and shot him a message to ask how he was doing. The man who replied 
was not Vignal Posh Posh, but rather a detective investigating his death. What the fuck? Tom, I, I just have to say, like, I was going to jokingly ask earlier, is like, oh, is this going to turn into a murder? But I thought it would be like a dumb joke because it's like, ah, that's, that's like, that's just taken away from the story. We should focus on what the story is. Holy shit. Earlier in the day, police had responded to a 911 call about a cardiac arrest outside of his residence, according to a Virginia Beach police spokesperson. Though the cause of death has not been officially determined, I think it's safe to assume that it was due to a combination of exhaustion and heart complications, likely caused by the energy drinks he was using to stay awake, as well as his smoking problem. So they they found him, he was just collapsed? Yeah, I mean, he had been doing several 24-hour live streams that week. Oh no, this isn't a murder at all. Well, it was, what's the word? What's the word I'm looking for? A sedentary lifestyle is the culprit. Sedentary, yes. Motherfucker. So yeah, you know, he's drinking energy drinks. This guy, I, I don't know how long he's been smoking, but smoking can cause heart complications. Mm-hmm. And if you're awake that long... That's not good. Yeah, like anybody who's pulled an all-nighter knows that it's, it's unhealthy. And, and at his age, at 35... That's when things can really start to break bad in concerns to your health. Yeah. Though death is relatively uncommon, stream culture promotes this sort of unhealthy work schedule. Uh, Human beings are literally not designed to stay awake for 24 hours at a time. That's Mm -hmm. why drugs are such a huge problem in this scene. Back in 2015, Jason, we got another nickname here, Man vs. Game, (laughs) Love came clean about his addiction to amphetamines like Adderall. Yikes. Uh, and, 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 and also, people do shit like this on top of their day jobs, which is completely wild to me. Yeah, we're not like dolphins, which are supposed to like sleep in little five to ten minute bursts throughout the day. We are a creature that needs a period of, of eight-hour unconsciousness to make yeah. sure that we don't fucking crumble. Yeah, like... Uh, I work at a a farmer's market currently, and I could not imagine coming home at the end of that workday and having the energy to stream, uh, or even for an easier job. I worked IT for two years in college, and I uh, worked full-time over the summers, and I I had energy at the end of those days, but I could not possibly imagine doing... 24 hour live streams where you're just sitting and playing a game anybody who says that playing a video game is not work or is not difficult uh is is fucking crazy because if you're playing a game for like eight hours at a time because you need to finish it or because you have some kind of time requirement that takes it out of you it's it's really stressful it takes out something non-physical not mental not emotional yet all of them what if I just disappeared after I said that and turned out I never existed? Whoa. What would you do? Liam just turned into a puff of weed smoke. Yeah, yeah, okay. Ha, ha, ha. What are you, mad fucking magazine? Good one. Hoo-hoo. What a, what a burn. So, basically, that's sort of where the story ends. This is a pretty recent one mm-hmm. that just caught my eye, and I thought it was interesting. That's fa- It's fascinating. And I thought... 
I thought a lot of news outlets did a good job of reporting, but but failed to talk about the the broader culture things like the drug addiction because i think i do think uh stream culture is unhealthy but i don't know what the answer is and i'm reticent to give one because i I mean like clearly i'm aware of stream culture but i'm not super duper keyed into it and a lot of people make money doing this and i don't want to make some blanket statement like ban 24 hour live streams no, or, or like i think it's just you've gotta you know uh, uh, there's a show that represents if you want to look at modern americana pop americana to get a real taste of american culture that like the non-bubble stuff there was a show called man versus food that summed <laughs> up america almost too perfectly where a man would eat food in either amount quantity or spice leveling that uh, any normal person would say to their waiter go fuck yourself and apparently he would fast the day before a challenge a terrible thing to do fasting is a horrible thing to do to your body he would work out every single day for like two out two three hours which is not bad but it it you know, he would just be working and working and not eating and then working out and working out and eating all these huge amounts. And it got to a point where that was his life. And now he's a vegan dickbag. And he was always a dickbag. But Mm. it seems to me that because this live streaming isn't as physically apparent as eating huge quantities of food and then not eating the ramifications are going to sneak up as opposed to be very yeah. apparent. Yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. Like that's the thing is I don't want to stigmatize the people who do this because I, I, they definitely, Oh, it has nothing to do with what the people, who the people are. Even if you're Lance Armstrong, you shouldn't be. That was a terrible, fuck that. Let me choose someone yeah. who's in a fucking ass wagon. Even if you're, even if you're Dirk Nowitzki, you shouldn't be uh, sitting around you should you shouldn't be playing a video game for 20 for over 24 hours no matter how great of shape you are or how great yeah. of shape you are in it that's just not and you shouldn't be doing that sorry let me forget. you shouldn't be doing that constantly because that's the thing is twitch is like totally laissez-faire about this there's no as far as i'm aware restrictions on to how long you can stream um there's no sort of health check or, or anything like that like i feel like if you were at risk then you would be prohibited from certain activity but again then that that doesn't change the culture it just hurts the people uh trying to work hard to survive in fucking here we go leftist podcast late capitalism um and so i wonder if if part of it is changing the culture i wonder if i wonder uh and this is this is i think the closest i can come to having a real position on this if if the solution is changing the culture so that way people are not encouraging the 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 streamers they follow to do 24-hour live streams but but to do other things that are less taxing yeah but still that that does not affect their income uh in any sort of like something negative where way uh, yeah i mean i can't think of anything but, yeah uh... and yeah hey, and if hey if anybody out there listening 
uh, is in stream culture and thinks about this stuff and, and has similar concerns but is more informed than we are, totally right in. I think that would be a fucking fascinating email to get. Yeah. But that is that is my story. Uh, man died, and most people who do this don't die, but if you don't die, you'll probably hurt your body or or so be careful if this is if this is something you do take care of yourself and everybody take care of yourself uh and speaking of taking care of yourself segways segways it's time for everybody's favorite closing segment self-care corner where because sometimes on the show we talk about some rough stuff like people dying when they go out for a smoke break on their 24-hour live stream we like to balance that out by talking about something good that happened to us this week. Uh, and, and Liam, yes, would you like to start us off? Well, there's some good podcast news. Uh, this is true. We've officially hit triple digits on downloads. That's oh. incredible. Thank you so much, everybody who listens. That's so fucking awesome. Uh, also, shout out to our number one, our number one fan, Scott, for another great email. Yeah, love you, buddy. Scott, you uh, you're the best, man. So the, those were great. And you know what? Uh, I talked about it last week, but I have to say, you know, I, I filmed the music video for my friend, and it went fucking incredible. It was a great time. Uh, once it's out, I'll plug it for everybody here. So Awesome. You know what my, my self-care corner is? Ooh, ooh, okay. I beat The Witness today, and it oh, was fuck. lovely. Dude, oh, The I Witness got... is such a good game. Yeah, it was great. I mean... I'm I'm a little mad because I have to I want to go back and do all do a bunch of other stuff and I, I don't won't get all the completed puzzles uh, like I did but I thought the ending was very interesting and mm-hmm. uh, I was uh, like kind of still kind of waking up so it, I I felt like I was flying through the air it was yeah, lovely it's very nice it was quite peaceful uh, my Soko corner is that I saw Logan. And that movie was so fucking good. Yeah, I saw Logan with Liam and his buds. <laughs> yeah, Liam and his a bunch of other people he brought. Liam ampersand co. Yeah, Liam. If just just because I think it was fun. It was you, me. It was Jane. It was uh, my roommate, my sister, and my mother. All went to go see Logan together. Oh my god, that was your sister. Yeah, I totally didn't make that connection. Yeah. No, that was just a stranger my mom talked to the whole movie. No, that yeah. was my sister. But yeah, Logan was really, really good. I wrote about this in my review of the movie, but it shook me to see a film handle uh, depression and suicidal thoughts and, and sort of the the feeling of not even belonging in your own body uh just just like feeling so detached from everything because you're so like fucked up and sad that that you don't feel like you belong to anything and it did it so well and Mm -hmm. that was in a superhero i was about to say in a comic book movie it was it was incredible i cried uh uh at least twice and teared up a good couple of other times it was a good fucking movie y'all i was thrilled with logan because finally a good wolverine movie there hasn't been a good wolverine movie days of future past is okay we don't need to get into that right now yeah um but those are those are our self-care corners this week we hope that 
you have self-care corners if you do feel free to email us at media majors podcast at gmail.com uh also just out on the air just a note uh emailing that email address is a little bit easier to get in touch with both of us as opposed to just commenting on the website uh just just letting everyone know uh but the email is media majors podcast at gmail.com Follow us at Media Majors Cast on Twitter. Please leave a review and like us. That really, really, really helps us. Yeah, we don't advertise at all. So if if you're wondering how you can help, I I I honestly don't even care what type of review you give. Just yeah. put just just go like us on iTunes. It's so helpful to podcasts. Because we don't get um, you know, usually how you make it into podcasting is with big guests. And we can't do that yet. So give us a like, please. I really appreciate Oh, see? My heater even wants you to do it. I live in a Beauty and the Beast-like castle where all the inanimate objects are alive. Voiced by uh, Jerry Orbach. All right, everybody. This has been Media Majors Cast. Thanks again for listening. Tune in next week. Oh, please, uh, please listen to Shmanime Podcast. Yes. Please, and um, also, I put out an EP today, a little lo-fi hip-hop beat tape that uh, some stuff I've been working on. It's called Crude under Sore Dinosaur, so go to that band camp because uh, I'm really proud of it. Yeah, Hell yeah. I wanted to plug that. Check those out. Catch yep. us next week, and remember. Oh, we'll be there for you. We'll be there for you.